Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. And today we have a wonderful guest, Brianna Greenspan. Brianna, with the Miracle Morning founder or creator, Hal Alrod, came together to do the Miracle Morning Art of Affirmations coloring book, an adult and children's coloring book. And it just so happens the Art of Affirmations was the book of the month in my leadership academy. And Brianna was our featured author. I always love talking to the person behind the scenes. So a lot of people know Hal, but not many people know Brianna. And Brianna's story is just, well, it just oozes of resilience. In our interview, we sit down and talk about her childhood through her high school years into life as a professional, life as an adult, those moments that really were the aha. And now she is the voice of the Miracle Mornings, at least as it relates to the new social media app called Clubhouse. Each morning, seven days a week, Brianna shows up and runs a show, runs a whole conversation, a beautiful room, as they call it in Clubhouse, all dedicated to how we start our days. And she does it with such grace and enthusiasm, even though she's dealing with a chronic illness. It's just really remarkable, even for this interview that you'll hear in a second. She wasn't necessarily feeling all that well when the morning started, but she rallied and she made it and she brought all of herself. That's what I just love about her. She's such a giver. She shows up for others to help others fill their cup of potential so they can then fill the cups of other people, the people, as we would like to say, in their Peloton. Now, a little backstory on the Miracle Morning. Hal, she's written several books. There's a ton of best-selling books around The Miracle Morning. What Hal did was, after going through his trauma, he talked to a whole bunch of successful people, thought leaders, and found that they all have some type of morning ritual, morning routine, if you will. And the most common, he put into his algorithm called SAVERS, or his method. And SAVERS stands for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, which I just love. All those are vitally important to be a successful business leader to build up our resilience, if you will. So he decided to habit stack those. If most people were doing at least some of those, he was like, I'm going to do them all. He didn't do them for very long, but he habit stacked them and found they really set up his day in a different way, in a more meaningful way. And that's why in our Leadership Academy during the month of March, we have focused in on how we start our days. And this was something that was essential to my recovery. I knew I had to get my mind quiet in order to heal my body when I was recovering from my near-death cycling accident, as you know. 
know, it is my last bad day. And I did the other things as well, the affirmations, the visualizations, a little exercise, which was my rehab, some reading and some scribing. And that scribing eventually led to my memoir, Shift, Creating Better Tomorrows. So I think you'll find, actually, I know you'll find Brianna to be a breath of fresh air. And she is one tough cookie. I just love her. I love, again, the energy she brings. I love her story. I love what she's doing now because she's showing up, making it about other people, helping other people to become resilient as well. So she lives our Kintsugi spirit. So I hope you have, you know, your beverage, coffee, tea, what have you, or perhaps you're out on a walk or out on a drive. So sit back and listen to the story of Brianna Greenspan and her story of Kintsugi, her story of resilience. And I'll be back with you after we get done with the interview. Enjoy it. We're going to start here. So for those that are not familiar just yet, what is the Miracle Morning? Oh my gosh. It is just such an honor to be with you, Michael. And for anyone who's not familiar, the Miracle Morning is a powerful morning routine. It's centered around tried and true practices that have been practiced for you know, thousands of years. And we have an acronym called SAVERS, and it stands for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And what's beautiful about it is it's an open-ended invitation. So if your exercise looks like a Pilates workout or a Peloton ride or you know, some physical therapy, all are acceptable. If your silence practice looks like devotional or prayer or meditation or breath work or you know a walk in the park, whatever feels good to you, but making sure that you're pouring into yourself before you go out and serve those that you love and those that you lead so that you're giving from a place of overflow versus a place of depletion. I love it. So before we get on our hamster wheel, in essence, have a morning ritual. The Miracle Morning is a framework to start off our mornings with some type of intentionality so we can show up in the world better. Absolutely. And Hal Elrod, who is the founder of The Miracle Morning, researched what the world's most successful thought leaders attribute their success to. And they all attributed it to a powerful morning practice. And they said, you know, we all get knocked over, but it's this practice or this practice or this practice that's serving me so that I can stay grounded. I can pick myself back up no matter what challenge comes in in my professional or corporate world. And so the miracle morning is just an invitation to refill up your cup every day. I love it. So speaking of falling down, I need to give you a platform to share your amazing story. When I first heard it, I was blown away. If there is a poster person for resilience, I am nominating you um, because your story is filled with resilience and grit and tenacity and perseverance. So I was hoping you could share your personal story and, and your journey and how it led to meeting Hal and your first introduction to the Miracle Mornings. Yes, it would be my honor. And I'm just so grateful because I echo that sentiment. Like you deserve an award for being so incredibly resilient. And not only that, but for sharing the blessings of resiliency with so many others. And so I think that's why we were attracted to each other because those who are resilient get it. And I'll just say that my story began when I was born. I just, I never stopped crying until I could talk. By the time I could talk, I just started complaining a lot. And I was like, ouchie, boo-boo, bruise, 
infection. And I just started showing signs that I was very sensitive. And that led to so many different labels. And that led to so many different specialists. That led to so many different, you can'ts, you won'ts, you'll nevers. There was a lot of assistive devices in there. By the time I was in middle school, there was like a full-on back brace that went all the way down my leg that I wore for 23 hours a day in the hopes that it would fuse my spine, which did not work, which led me to um, have a pretty aggressive surgery when I was 19 years old. And that surgery did not work. And as a result, I was left unable to walk. And there's just like a little bit of my story of strength within that because by the time I was unable to walk, we found a therapist that put me through a 300 plus hour therapy program with the goal of me being able to walk up a flight of stairs. And so I remember within that, I would spend like an hour just trying to walk for five minutes. And I had this treadmill in my bedroom and I would take pictures every time I would walk for 40 seconds. It was like a huge accomplishment. And because you and I both share that sentiment, it's like, you get it. And, you know, it was those little milestones. And for me, it's, it's not about, you know, my story, but within everybody, we all have these little milestones of where, how far we've come. And even though it doesn't seem like much to someone else, it's huge to us. And so right after I learned to walk again, I got a job at a, at a sales company and I broke a national record in my first month. And then I got this phone call from a guy named Hal Elrod. And he said, Hey, I heard about you. I heard that you're, you know, breaking records. And I said, hey, I know exactly who you are. You're the guy who was hit by a drunk driver and died at the scene, right? He said, yes. And I was just so mesmerized by him because he, after waking up from the coma, physician said that he would never walk again. And he said, respectfully, I disagree. And they said, you're not understanding the severity of your symptoms. And he said, no, no, I get it. It's just that I'm not going to give myself the limiting option of only one option and that it's that I'll never walk again. At least let me try and walk. And if I fail, then so be it. I'll be the happiest guy in a wheelchair ever. But if I succeed, then maybe I'll be able to walk again. So six weeks later, he took his first step. Two months later, he was fully walking. He went on to write a book called Taking Life Head On that I knew about. And so when he called me, I was like, oh my gosh, Cal Elrod's calling me? And I had a lot of respect for him. And so one day he said, hey, I want you to wake up earlier than you normally would and care about yourself. And I said something to the effect of, do you know that my mornings aren't really that ideal every day? It's like, how am I going to wake up? Am I going to be blind? Am I going to be like throwing up? Am I going to you know, be in a lot of pain? Blah, 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 whatever narrative that is. Because the symptoms are very... Uh, diversified with what I experienced. And he said, what if you changed the way you showed up to your own life and it changed the experience that you had? And I thought, oh, that's pretty interesting and profound. And because I had a lot of respect for him because he had gone through something similar, I said yes, where I would normally have said heck no. And so that was the moment where he introduced the miracle morning. And he said, I just started doing this thing. I'm calling it the miracle morning. I think that it's going to make a huge impact on your life. It's made a huge impact on my life. You just wake up earlier than you normally would and pour into yourself so that you're not going to be able to be affected by the chaos that comes your way. And within that first miracle morning, I immediately called him and said, 
hey, there's something to this positive habit stacking. I feel that if I do some version of the Miracle Morning every day, I'll never spend another 24 hours in bed or in a hospital ever again. And for the last 13 years, that has been the case. And I'm so grateful that Hal kind of lovingly encouraged me to pour into myself. And now I lovingly encourage everybody that I meet to pour into themselves because we can all be so much stronger based on consistent, powerful, positive rituals and habits. I love it. Oh, what a great story. And that was just a short version because there's, to the audience listening, there's more to Brianna's story that we're going to pull out. She's got a few TED Talks in her coming forward. We're going to put that, we're going to put that vision out there. We're going to manifest that. So when you think back, because your journey was not an easy one. And as you mentioned, we share really difficult journeys. And I get asked this question a lot. So I want to ask you the same question. If you could have turned back time and for all that stuff that you went through not to happen, you didn't go through all the childhood stuff, the really cool, sexy back brace in middle school, which I know all the other kids probably just loved. Would you change things? First of all, I love you so much, Michael. You don't even know the goodness that is coming to your way. And I can't believe that you just asked me that question because I was just talking to this amazing New York Times author about you and this question. And now you're just spontaneously- No way, really? Yes, actually. The author of the book of questions, we're going to talk about it offline. We'll talk about it offline. (laughs) However, this is so exciting because my aunt, I love this question. Because the truth is, no, I wouldn't change the experience that I had and I wouldn't change the experience that I currently have. I mean, this morning I woke up blind and like there was a lot of struggles for three plus hours. Yet the truth is the amount of resilience and the strength that I've developed because I've had to learn how to pick myself back up, I wouldn't trade that for the world. And the way that I've been able to enrich and nourish other people's lives because of the experience that I've had. I know a lot of kids that had it really easy. And during this pandemic, they have struggled immensely. Yet I was made for this moment. When things are on the line, pass me the ball. I have the innate skills that I've developed because I had the need to. And I don't know if I would have developed all these skills in the same way to the same intensity if I didn't have to continuously pick myself up. So I love this question. And no, I would, despite that, you know, I was just saying that the illness is a gift. I wouldn't call it a pleasure. It's definitely not a pleasure, but it is certainly a gift. And it teaches me so many lessons every single day. I love the answer because that's the same answer I would give. Like, no way. Like, like the two of us with the audience, we're only doing this today because of what we went through. That's that's exactly right. Doesn't happen if we don't go through what we went through. So I know you referenced the morning has been rough. So just on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, oh my God, I can't come out of my bed. One is like no pain at all. Where's your pain right now? Is that like a six? Six. Okay. Yeah. But I'm crushing it. I've got all the, I have, I can talk. You're cr- You are, you're crushing it. You were on, you were on clubhouse for like hours. You're, you're showing up here. So I do I agree with you. Like this moment you were born for. And I think about 
taking a pause, taking a deep breath and reflecting on where I was even just a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, when I had the episodes that I had today, I for sure would not have run my daily show. I for sure would have turned down the podcast. Even when you gave me the pass, you said, oh, you're not feeling well. Do you want to reschedule? And right when you said that, I immediately said to myself, what are the tools that have worked in the past to be able to get you out of the situation you're experiencing so that you can show up and serve the community? And then I went and did those things a lot. And here you are. <laughs> here I am. And you got your you got your bone broth going. Yes. So I love it. All right. So you meet this guy, Hal. Horrific accident. Amazing recovery. Writes a book. You're selling the things you're selling. He sold that stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. So now you have like these Uber salespeople coming together. He writes his book, becomes an amazing bestseller. How do we get to the art of affirmations? Share that part of the story. It's so good. It's so good. So I mentor kids and teens with chronic and terminal illnesses. And I said to Hal, what if we created a resource, like a positive psychology workbook that would, would help people to shift their subconscious thinking by elevating their environment? A, lo a low barrier to entry, really pleasant experience, but they'd be able to develop rich skills, the skills the attention skills needed within a mindfulness practice that everybody is so stressed out right now. And if like the antidote to stress is mindfulness and how do we develop a mindfulness practice? Well, it's actually pretty simple. It's through sensory clarity, equanimity, and concentration power. These are the three attention skills that we need to nourish and nurture. And so if you are coloring, you're actually developing all three of those skills. And so we thought, okay, let's create a book that teaches families how to create structured morning routines together, that it's not just a book. It's something that we hope that they kind of destroy the book. We really want you guys to color in it, but we say it's not about the coloring. It's about what happens next. Because if you put something like, I am ready and committed to make this my best year ever, or I believe in my potential, not in my past. We'll pause right here for a freaky moment time. Were you on that page? Yeah. No, I, I had the book closed. And then I opened the book as soon as you said that to show people like a page of the coloring book because they're going to see this video. And here is the page that popped up. Oop, let me see. Yeah, I am ready and committed to make this my best year ever. And it's crazy you're saying that. So the same affirmation you were talking about. Because the next one was going to be, I don't worry about uh, trying to impress people. I only focus on how I can add value to their lives. And it's literally the one right, about for the, uh, right below that. Yeah, yep. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Love the serendipitousness. But the thing is, affirmations, like let's say you do a miracle morning every day. Then you're saying those affirmations 365 times a year. That's not going to do anything because you need to say or read something 10,000 times to create this new neural pathway, to develop this, this ability to shift your subconscious thinking. And so the way to do that is to have things in your environment, the way that right behind Michael's head, it says, pause, breathe, reflect. So not only does he have that, but on the other side, there's this beautiful nature. 
it's probably the nature that inspires him when he wants to go on runs. And so if you have things in your environment that light you up, that are reminding you of who you want to be, like I have, I have this poster that says somewhere someone thought of you today, somewhere that person smiled. And I remind myself that all the time because sometimes the work that I do is really difficult it really pulls at my heartstrings to support families with chronic and terminal illnesses, those who are really incredibly challenged. And that's just a hobby that I've always had. It's not, that's not my professional work, but it's, it's my work. And I remind myself that that selfless service is so that somebody else smiles today. The else is supported. And if you were able to put your affirmations around your environment, on your desk, in your office, on your mirror, in your bedroom, what happens is that it calls forth who you choose to be. So I have an affirmation right here that says, who I become today will determine what I am capable of creating tomorrow. So when you look at that, you ask yourself, who am I becoming today? Who do I want to become today? And then you can actually, during that pause, breathe, reflect moment, you can reflect on When have you been your proudest about the way that you showed up? And who do you want to be today? There's another one. I am where I am because of who I was. But where I go depends entirely on who I choose to be. I got it right here. Love it. And when I look at it, I just, it's it's a calling forth for me to say, who do you choose to be today? Are you choosing to be resilient? Are you choosing to be bold? Are you choosing to be gracious? Are you choosing to be kind-hearted? Are you choosing to be intentional? And if the answer isn't those things, I hope that there are other really beautiful things. And if they're not, then that's a moment that I get to reflect and say like, why are you choosing to show up in a vein that's out of alignment with your highest values? And so I'm literally having a conversation with myself based on the art around my home. And the subconscious magic is that if you've colored it, Like it works if you didn't color, like this poster is very nice and I had nothing to do with the artwork. But what happens if you are the one who colors it is that you feel the meditative effects of when you were coloring it, when you look at it and you don't even recognize it's all in the subconscious. But if you see something 10 times, 20 times a day, your subconscious is paying attention. Oh, absolutely. That's why advertising works. That's why advertising works. Every marketer, advertiser out there knows that frequency matters. Yes. And some of it we're conscious of. Some of it we're just driving by the highway and we see a billboard. These are three of my favorite affirmations. I give up being perfect for being authentic. I believe in my potential, not in my past. When I see that, I ask myself, what is it about my potential that I believe in? And what about my past do I need to let go of? And that's one of the things that I love about your story. When when you hopped in our clubhouse room and shared your story so beautifully, it was just a testament to, you cannot unlock your potential if you are holding on to what no longer serves you from your past. Absolutely. You got to empty the backpack, as we talked about. What I love about the perfect one, though, it speaks so into the Kintsugi spirit that Kintsugi art is authentic. Scars, blemishes, wrinkles, and all. We are fragile and strong. We can be broken, but be put back together. It's all that. And the really cool thing about being purposeful today to shape your tomorrow, that was my mantra 
That was my affirmation when I was in the hospital. Work hard today, decide who I wanted to be today to create a better tomorrow. And so on my email, all my emails on my iPhone always end with creating, creating a better tomorrow. Because it's all about being really intentional about what we do with today. So I need to ask, because you are such a giver. You know, you're sharing your energy and your space on Clubhouse, which we'll get to here in a bit. But you're helping mentor children, kids that have chronic illnesses like yours. So you're dealing with your own health. How do you recharge? Because you're giving so much to others. How do you refuel, recharge, renew? Certainly the giving process helps, but, and the savers help, but is there more to how you get through your days with the energy that you want to get to get through your days with? Beautiful question. Beautiful question. Well, you know, it's a little bit about what I've already touched on because the truth is every single environment that I'm in, I have certain things that are reminding me of what I want to create in my life. And it's also a reflection of what I did not have in my life the first 19 years. It's like, like the Backstreet Boys and like other like random people were like gracing my walls. And now like, <laughs> who are these things? Like, like, like a teeny bopper. And now the things that are on my walls are, are reminders of extraordinary experiences or nourishing moments where I look at them and I feel prideful. I look at them and they refill my cup. I look at them and it reminds me of, oh, we should probably do that thing. And that thing is often the miracle morning. And, I, you know, the miracle morning's cool, but I'm more like a miracle life kind of person. Sure. Especially if you have a challenge. I call them mood boosters. And from Patricia Moreno, who is amazing, if you're not familiar with her. And a lot of the work that she's doing, sometimes I'll drop in and listen to like a two-minute mood booster from her and that's or like listen to a, a meditation or go on a walk I definitely try to make sure that every day I don't try I do I make sure that every day I'm getting at least 10,000 steps if not more and that's so great. that looks a little bit different like yesterday I was supposed to have a zoom call and then this woman ended up calling me right as I looked at my phone and and right as I looked at my wrist and thought huh I don't have that many steps today. And she called me and I said, don't we have a Zoom call? And she said, my computer's not working. And I said, you know how crazy this is? I was just wishing that I could take our call outside. And she said, yeah, let's do that. Let's go on a walking call. And I was able to really, you know, crush my steps goal and also connect with this woman, but not, you know, it, it's just about being intentional about the ways that you're showing up. And then if there's a challenge, I give myself grace and I ask myself, like, what is the thing that I need that's going to serve me at the highest level right now? And that might be a nap. That might be some electrolytes. That might be a workout. That might be, you know, reading a nice message from a friend. That might be coloring. That might be taking a cold shower. There's so many things that might be, you know, for me, it's not a Peloton ride. I've, but for Michael, it might be a Peloton ride. And so... <laughs> It could be some type of bike ride is definitely part of it. Yes. You know, I've, I've actually never really ridden a bike. Really? But one day I will. One day. 
one day we'll we'll ride bikes together. I have in a parking lot before, but that's not the same as what yeah. you do. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not going to even. But the thing is, it's about figuring out what works for you. And so for me, that work that's different each and every day because I'm in a different state. And so what I love to inspire people to do is have a robust toolbox, have so many things in your toolbox so that when you ask yourself, what is the thing that I need right now to replenish? There's The answer can look different. Sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's listening to a podcast. Sometimes that's getting on a clubhouse room about resiliency or strength or finding, you know, goodness in the struggle or whatever. And it just, it's different every single day, depending upon your circumstances. And so there's no one size fits all answer. And especially for me, like I can't go to the same things every day because every day is a little different. I think that's something to stress. Cause I think sometimes when people hear of a process or a routine, they place some level of rigidity on it. Like I got to do them all and I got to do them all really well. Like, you know, to the extreme. And what I love about the Miracle Mornings, I, I love, you know, what you share each morning is that, hey, every day is going to be a little bit different. We're all a little bit different. We all got different stuff going on. So we do the best we can in the moment to do the things that can set us up well for our day. So if it's just maybe doing the affirmations and that's all you got in the morning, that's all you got. And that's really great. And if you can stack them all, that's really great. But both are equally really great. And I think that's one of the things I want to like stress is that this can set you up great in the morning. They can be woven through your day as you're, it's until your head hits the pillow. But it's not rigid. There's some flexibility. There's some agility, fluidity, however you want to say it to make this work for you because we're all a little bit different. Yes, and it's, I love that you just said that because that's really what people need to understand is that when we let go of this rigidness on like, it has to look this way or I have to adopt Hal's practice and I have to get up at 5 a.m. and I have to blah, 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 blah. That's not something that you love to do, that you're excited to do. We want to create a practice that you're so nourished by that you're like, this is exactly what I want. However, I encourage people to be super rigid on giving yourself that time every day. So starting with giving yourself just six minutes and do whatever you want in it. You could do all six of the savers, one minute of each. You could just do six minutes of reading. You could, do, you know, whatever that looks like, but do it for a whole week, six minutes every day for a week. And it doesn't even have to be at the same time. Like that's where this magical flexibility comes in, but do it when you wake up. And if you wake up at seven one day and you wake up at 6.45 the next day, you wake up at eight the next day, it's a weekend, you sleep in, one day you wake up at five, whatever that looks like. You know, if you're consistent with when you wake up, make sure that it's something that you do. And if it's filling up your cup, which I have no doubt it will, whether it's meditation or gratitude practice, or you're doing some stretching or you're, you know, reading a, a little bit, or I know people that hop on the elliptical for five minutes while they're listening to an audio book, you know, whatever that looks like, giving yourself the time and space to say, you deserve this. And also being committed to say, you deserve this every day. But then what it looks like, how long it is, what you're engaging in, you know, what you engage in the rest of the day, 
That's the variable. <laughs> fill your cup is a message. Yes. Fill, you got to fill your cup every day in order to be able to serve others. So we talked about, you just referenced getting on the elliptical, listen to a podcast or an audio book, or checking into a room at Clubhouse. So before we finish up, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about the Miracle Morning Club, because now it's a club, in Clubhouse. That whole experience, what's that about? We have some listeners, we have some members of our academy who are members of Clubhouse, they get it. But for those that don't, can you share a little bit more about what the Miracle Mornings is all about on Clubhouse? Yes, absolutely. And that is where we met. So it's just such a sweet thing to mention. You know, the Miracle Morning on Clubhouse is all about crowdsourcing the wisdom of what's working. What are the things that are filling up your cup? Because within each of the savers, there's so many things that people could be doing. And then because those things change each and every day, We've heard things from people about nighttime routines. We've heard questions from people about what do you do when you drop off? We've heard things from people about like consistent mindset shifts. Like they put posters and post-its all over their mirror and their wall and they write on their mirror. The Miracle Morning Room on Clubhouse happens every single day at 7 a.m. Central. And we now have a club. Hal Elrod is the fearless leader of the Miracle Morning. And he and I have a club now. I have been working with Hal for the last 13 years as an advisor and ambassador and supporter, like the number one cheerleader of the Miracle Morning. Yes, but now <laughs> a, a, a really strong, prominent voice. Yes, and I have been a behind the scenes person for a long time, but now I am forward facing. I run the Miracle Morning Room every single day. And it's beautiful to be able to hear from others, to be able to hear from people in the audience who are saying, this is what's working. This is the thing that's serving me at the highest level. These are the challenges that I'm having. Do you have any support on that? And so whether it's a question that you have, whether it's some support that you need, whether it's you just listening to the things that other people are sharing, the main point is whatever you resonate with, take action on within the next 24 hours. And if you resonate with a lot of things, take action on one thing within the next 24 hours. And sometimes that's just like, oh, I grabbed a glass of water with lemon and I drank my water so that I was hydrated when I woke up. Or I listened to the Miracle Morning No Guts, No Glory playlist, which is amazing if you haven't checked it out. And you know, it's there's so many nuggets of wisdom every day. Today was all about resilience. What are the tools that are supporting you to be your most resilient self during times of struggle. Because a lot of the time when you're struggling, that's the time you give yourself a pass and you say, eh, you know, today I'm not going to do the thing that serves me the most because I'm struggling. And when you do that, you stay down for longer. And so the room is all about how do we pick ourselves back up and how do we really nourish ourselves at the highest level? I love it. And I love that room. It's a part of my morning ritual. And I'm so I'm so grateful to found it because Clubhouse can be, there's a lot going on. And I just sort of stumbled upon it. I was just scrolling the hallway and then I found it. I was like, all right, I found my home. I found my peeps. All right, so we geek out on this whole concept of resilience. So how would you define it? So finish this sentence. Resilience all comes down to what? The way you handle the experiences that come your way and how quickly you're able to pick yourself back up. I love it. Yeah, we often talk about you're going to have a bad moment, but that doesn't mean you have to give that bad moment 
any more fuel than it deserves. You don't have to add to its intensity. You don't have to add to its duration. You can accept the moment, feel what you need to feel, and then get back to it so that bad moment doesn't turn into a bad day. You know, Hal says, you have five minutes to be unhappy about any situation you're put in front of, and then you have to move on because you can't change it. It's like, you, you, you don't need to let that bad moment make become your whole day. Absolutely. And so you're so on point, Michael. Yeah, and it's my, that's the first line of my clubhouse bio, preventing bad moments from turning into a bad day. That's exactly right. Because we get to choose our labels. All right, final question. If people want to find out more about you, Bray, where do they go? What's the best place besides going to Clubhouse? Besides going to Clubhouse. Well, on Clubhouse, it's Bree Greenspan. And Google my name. Google your name. Instagram, Clubhouse. I would recommend hit me up for a Clubhouse invite and we'll uh, join you in the Miracle Mornings. So Bree. Bree Greenspan 1111 on Instagram. And, um, it, you know, I just have to say, Michael, you have found a home. And it's been such an honor and privilege to be able to hear the way people are talking about you when you're not around, saying that your book, your movement, who you are, how you're showing up in the world has been such a gift to them. And for them to say, hey, we love this community because we're able to find like-minded people and support them. So thank you so much for who you are. Um, love you, Bree. Love what you're doing. Thank you for putting this together. This is like fantastic. So. Uh, We'll do some coloring and we'll do some sharing. So have a beautiful rest of your day. Have fun storming the castle and we'll see you on Clubhouse. Bye-bye. Hey, there's Michael. Welcome back. Wasn't she amazing? Ah, just love her. So much resilience, so much energy, so much giving. If you haven't picked up her book, The Miracle Mornings, The Art of Affirmation, I encourage you to do so. It's beautiful. I have it right by my desk and I've been coloring in it and I've been taking the pages out of the coloring book and placing it by my computer so I can step into those affirmations. Because as you know, we've had past conversations about this, that everything happens through conversation. And the most important conversation we have every day is the one that we have with ourselves. And we have that multiple times a day. So in order to become more resilient, we got to get better at that conversation. And speaking of conversation, I hope you'll join Brianna and me and others on Clubhouse. Right now, it's only iOS, meaning you have to have an iPhone, invite only. But if you want to join, let me know. I can send you one of my invites. And hopefully you can join us for one of the Miracle Mornings on Clubhouse. They start at 8 a.m. Eastern and run to about 10 a.m. You don't have to stay for the whole thing. You can just pop in for a bit and get inspired, a little mojo, a little motivation as you begin the day. And you can also check out the pause, breathe, reflect rooms I've been doing throughout the day. I've been doing five minute PBR breaks, pause, breathe, reflect breaks, just to give you a chance to hop off your hamster wheel and reconnect with your wonderful breath and have a moment of reflection. Perhaps it's something you're grateful for. Perhaps it's a way to reframe things, or maybe it's just to be intentional about what you say and do next. And we do a an extended room every Friday at 4 p.m. And we do a Kintsugi room Tuesday evenings. So I hope you'll join us on Clubhouse. I hope you'll follow Brianna on Instagram and on Clubhouse and really use this interview 
to maybe spark a change in your miracle morning, your morning ritual. So you can create the life and the career that you desire. So you can be wealthy from the inside out and really live our Kintsugi spirit. So if you have a question about this interview or really anything else, drop me a line. You can go to kintsugipodcast.com or michaelobrienshift.com. Leave a question there. I'll get to you as soon as I can. As always, thanks for listening, subscribing, and sharing with the members of your Peloton. And until next week, remember to pause, breathe, reflect, to make the most of your mornings, treat them like the miracle they are, and of course, have fun storming the castle. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.